0: This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com. The only place to be in your pop culture
1: world. In a center from Texas AM, number six, DeAndre AJ. Andre Jordan! Place to be Nation. Welcome back to PTBN's NBA Team Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew Reich. I am joined by my co-host, Adam Murray. Adam, it's here. It's just about here. Whenever this drops, it's probably going to be tipping off maybe like later that evening, depending on when people get to the round of this episode, among the 25 episodes we've done in the last month. <laughs>
0: After the five and a half hours of previews this is I the... can't even
1: remember the episode number I'm sure it's up there when on the summary but like Jeez. we have we have like gone through every nook and cranny of what p- could potentially happen in this 23 NBA season and then there'll be something that we completely didn't expect that happens in the first week but we'll see
0: <laughs> that's usually how it goes so basically from our previews what did we what do we miss what are were the big updates
1: Okay, so small. I mean, some of them were kind of small. There were two trades. One was the one is a trade I'm not even going to mention because it's the dumbest trade ever involving the Rockets and the Thunder. Um, it's probably the most meaningless eight-player trade of all time. Is that fair to say?
0: This might just be the garbage. Tr- like, I cannot think of a worse trade. I where mean, I can I loser. can tell
1: you the names, but you, I mean, the no, listeners probably forget them within like what five seconds. Like it's like Trey Burke and Sterling Brown who already got cut and. Uh, who did the Rockets get out of it? Derek Favors, like nobody cares. Whatever. Derek
0: Favors, Mo Harkless, who they cut.
1: Yeah, they cut Mo Harkless, right?
0: And it was just like, I will trade my end of the bench for your end of the bench, just to see if you want any of my pieces. And everyone's, they're like, no. My it's theory like, on that want...
1: is, my theory on that is. Thunder needed a big because of Chet Holmgren being out, but they need a lot of things. And the other one is that they wanted to shed just a little bit more salary on the Houston side because they're going to give Kevin Porter Jr. an extension. That's what I think it was.
0: So it was just, I don't want to cut them, so I will trade to somebody else Yeah, so they could cut them.
1: Um, Boyan Bogdanovich went to the Pistons for basically chump change.
0: Yes, that was the well, why didn't you tug it first? And then I was like, that's the stupidest trade. What is Danny Ainge doing? And then I, I started thinking about it. Oh, Danny's playing some, some 4D chess here.
1: Okay. Cause he cut Saban Lee already.
0: Yeah, the, he didn't he didn't want anybody. And it was well, you could have traded him to a contender and got a late round first. No, no. Trade him to the one, you know, if you're projected to be a five. You know, the the fifth worst team make the bad teams better, <laughs> make the bad team better so you could get more ping pong balls. I was like, holy crap, you don't need the pick. You just need the extra three percent lottery balls. So we're going to give somebody who's not in our future. Anyways, I was like, Wow.
1: Yeah, those, that were the, is... those were the transactional things. Like uh, The only things that kind of shocked me, I saw Traveling Queen got cut by the Sixers. I know that you weren't high on him. I kind of thought he was going to fit because they signed him in July, but it turned out that he was just there to fill space. Um, and uh, there was uh, a couple of weird extensions. Steven Adams got two more years with the Grizzlies. Um, Larry Nance Jr. got two more years with the, the Pelicans. C.J. McCollum basically got two somewhat max years tacked on so that he's in for the long Hall with the Pels I'll say this and maybe we could talk about musings with the preseason of what we've seen you know it 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 is what it is you know Hope Springs Eternal and then it dies in the winter but the Pelicans look really really good I'll say that one right now I'm starting to get into that rose-colored glasses phase with New Orleans (laughs) I know I know I know but and also um, Spurs Jazz As bad as advertised. We warned everyone about it when we did the previews. They are as bad as you thought they were. I'm just going to say that right now. Under, 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 under. That's all.
0: It's funny. You you try to defend them. You're like, oh, they have somebody. They're developing. It's just like, no, they're just the awfulest team. And Utah is like, we can be worse than that. And Yeah, they
1: got warm bodies. I mean, but God. They're brutal. I mean, both teams are brutal. I And there's other ones in the West and in the East even that are probably not worth talking about too much. Has there been anything in preseason that you kind of, like, noticed, even a small thing?
0: Um, The first thing I noticed was Johnny Davis, who you were like, this is a slam dunk pick in the draft.
1: I never said that. I thought he was a decent player in Wisconsin. I didn't think he was going to be a slam dunk pick. Stop it.
0: Um... He he will look pretty bad.
1: Yeah, he's not uh, shooting, he's not shooting well at all. I'll tell you two things that I've noticed. Um, they're small things though. Um, James Booknight is getting a lot of playing time with Charlotte. He's definitely in the rotation. Also, uh, Lamelo Ball um uh, sprained his ankle pretty bad, so I don't know when he's going to be starting for the season. Um, and the other one is Iodasum who's going to be the starting point guard with Lonzo Ball out.
0: Yeah. He's probably the best option of it. I mean, they're still trying to to hold on, hope that that White can do something, and because he was the point guard that was supposed to replace Chris Dunn and be the point guard of the future, and that didn't work. It's just um Disumo's by default is the best option, even though he's he's good, but he's not mm-hmm. going to be that you know that championship caliber level team that we all expected from them.
1: But. Yeah. I mean listen, I we could sit here and talk about the smallest things, like, oh wow, did you see Killian Hayes is getting a lot of playing time? Well, duh, it's preseason. Like it's, what's what's the game start, you never know. But
0: <laughs> it's funny, it's preseason. I'm like trying to tell him like I don't care about stats because you're getting the you're getting 20 players all getting 20 minutes. People yeah, aren't like, going to even make it. Like the you're team. watching
1: the Warriors games. Obviously, everyone knows the drama behind that. Draymond Green punched uh, Jordan Poole. It was kind of put on the hush hush of like, yeah, he's been internally disciplined. Then TMZ somehow got the video leaked to them and it just exploded like millions of views within hours. And um, Draymond basically stepped away. Then Steve Kerr said that um, through a statement after um, a preseason game that he is going to be fined, but like by the max, which is like 50 grand. but not suspended. Uh, I think they probably should have just been better off just saying, "Yeah, one to two games, and be done with it." Now it, you're
0: it wouldn't it be two games if Chicago took Portis out for.
1: Yeah, was, you're talking about years ago when Bobby Portis got into a fight with uh, Jim. God damn it! What was Nikola Miritich. Yeah, Miric. Right. They had. They got into. They got. They came to blows. Right.
0: Yeah, because Miric charged him, and yeah, but this is and it's like he got eight, You know, he was out for two weeks for that, and yeah, Draymond based upon that should be getting like twenty games. Draymond
1: Draymond Green, I mean, everybody knows the hypocrisy of star treatment. I mean, it's not a shock, but he yelled at Devin Durant uh like back in 2018-19 season. He got suspended for a game for yelling at Durant. This man Colcock, Jordan Poole. Now some people say, yo, well Poole should have gotten his hands up. True. Like Poole, if you're gonna push a guy, be ready to come to blows. You know, because clearly Poole pushes him after Green fronts him. Like, I mean, I understand why he's trying. He was like, hey, bro, get off of me. And then here comes the right hand. But still, I mean, you should that was really, really low of Draymond Green to do.
0: Well, basically, it's the writing is on the wall when you have the other, you know, you have first you think we're going, well, it's an internal matter. I don't want to answer questions. And you have other people going, yeah, Draymond needs to win the whole team back you know well we know pool is up for an extension we know draymond is expiring
1: that's supposedly they i mean some people there we have now the the mouth reader extraordinaires coming out but some people are saying that he claimed like w- draymond was basically in a he claimed he did say in a in a sh- in an interview that he was in a or a press conference that he was in a bad mental state when it happened but He's something said something was supposedly said where Pool said you know what it's about, which has to do with the fact that they both have contracts coming up at the same time, and the Warriors have to make a choice. Like Draymond can opt into his player option. Uh, after that, he would be an unrestricted free agent at age what thirty four or thirty three. Yeah, or something so
0: like he this is that he has to opt out to get the money in the years. If he if he stays in, he'll get the money, but then he'll he'll, he'll be, be
1: he'll be damaged goods by that. Yeah, so you're he's in a bad spot. Jordan Poole, I don't want to say this accelerated his negotiations for an extension but it didn't hurt jordan Poole. also it didn't hurt they scored 18 points in a quarter after he got cold cocked
0: <laughs> yeah so you have the golden state sort of has a choice of a or b sort of the you know donovan mitchell or rudy gobert you obviously you got to take pool and because he's younger more athletic and your team is getting older so if you re-sign Poole, you can let Wiggins go if you need to or sign and flip him. And Draymond's just old. He's not getting. He, you know, he's that – I'm still a max player. I'm still going to max deal. Nah, it's not going to happen, bro.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing, too. Like, we talked about this when we finished our previews. I know we sound like a broken record about how, you know, it feels like parity is starting to have slowly crept into the NBA's, like, the the top tier of things. Um, if you like, for example, if you look at the finals, it's been six different teams and we've had three different, uh, what, three different champions, 20, 21, 20. Yeah. Uh, but like, if you look at the warriors, it's not, it doesn't feel like a last dance. It doesn't feel like, oh man, this might be, if Draymond leaves there, I don't know how they're going to recover from this. Like when Durant left, that's not how, that's not what this is. Like if Draymond leaves, it would hurt the warriors. But if you still got Curry in his prime and, you know, Thompson kind of where he's at now um, and he stays there and pool. And even if you just say by some happenstance, you re-sign Andrew Wiggins, you're still right there in the running. So like, it feels like a lot of these teams have a really good shot. And I'll say this from preseason. I mean, it's small potatoes, like small sample sizes, but I still feel really good about all the teams we talked about, you know? Kind of. I mean, is there a couple that you've gone south? There's one that I'm not sure about anymore. Who's that? The Nets. I don't feel good about the Nets at all. They've gotten blown out in every game I've seen. Their defense is terrible. Ben Simmons, he's playing, but he he looks like the same Ben Simmons I saw in Philadelphia, where he just doesn't want to take jump shots. Durant looks disengaged. It is preseason. We keep saying this over and over, but like we'll see what happens when the game That start. is the
0: preseason, and you sort of expect this year to have the Um, the chip on the shoulder, the I hope so. Everybody's, you know, doubting us type thing. Oh, you know, hey, they had that one photo shoot where Ben shot it and horribly missed.
1: And he he whiffed it. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, because
0: yeah, because that's what the form is—just casually lobbing it up, like really. And I'm pretty sure everybody in the nets have said, "Yeah, Ben doesn't need to shoot it. We need Ben to play lockdown D, and we need him to pass the ball to." Kyrie, when yeah, he's I don't open say,
1: i don't want to say you're bullish on the nets you feel better about them than i do i can definitely say that though i just don't feel good about it. i just get a bad vibe off of the team
0: um because it, yeah it's the history of the team and it's the the you know the the personalities of it all and that's why you kind of understand like yeah this is why you get the good coach in who can keep all these players sort of in line and they'll listen to them as opposed to, we'll let the players decide, and then this is what happens when the players run the show. But um, with with the with the Nets, this is um, I'm I don't know. I'll quickly transition to this. Okay. Um, you know, where we're, we are going to go over any of our predictions. You want to change, modify anything? Yet you think about Nick Claxton? Okay, being a uh, contender for MIP.
1: MIP. Okay
0: you know, Aldridge is gone. Drummond is gone. Blake Griffin is gone. He's the only big man left on that team. So he should be getting garbage points. He should just be like, you know, Tyson Chandler, he, you know, he, he was averaging like almost 10 points. He couldn't shoot for shit. He couldn't even like hit a land. All he has to do is just stay in and get garbage points and just do pick and rolls with that yeah. entire between Curry and, and Kyrie and Ben Simmons. He should be able to get to the basket easily. Cause that's that, it should be so spread out. He should get every garbage point ever.
1: Yeah, MIP is one where we kind of threw a lot of candidates out there because the pool is so big. Like, there's so many people you could throw in there. You could throw reclamation projects, second to third year players. There's so many different guys. A lot of, a lot of the awards have gone to people who have kind of taken that ascendance to being superstars. But I'll tell you one that you said, and I saw some of their – like, with half my eyes closed, I saw some of their games in preseason. But I can tell immediately he's going to get a lot of playing time. Darius Baisley with the Thunder is going to play a lot. Like, his numbers are going to explode versus his previous two to three years. I'll just put That's it that That's what way. I was going
0: to say. That's what I got d- d- sidetracked from. Yeah. Uh, it's preseason. Everybody's getting 20 minutes. Even players will be cut.
1: Yeah, but let me say this. There is some situations with some of these teams where this is the team. Like, the, they are so you know, far in the bottom that this is the yeah, rotation. Yeah,
0: you have, like, Orlando and Utah and Oklahoma City. You're watching yeah. the
1: starters. Yeah. This is
0: this is their rotation right here. It's like, what do you mean Baisley's getting 25 minutes and you're getting, you know, the the third string point guard getting like, no, no, that's, they're, they're in mid-season form array. That's why they're, they're, they're playing as if they're in the regular season. Yeah. Now you see is. some
1: of those good ones. Like remember when the Hawks and the Bucks played those two games in Abu Dhabi and like the Bucks barely played anyone. Like, of course not. Like why would the Bucks are all in their thirties? Why would they want to waste their legs on preseason games? You need to wait until Giannis and his crew are ready for, you know, like October 18th. That's when you get ready, you know?
0: Yeah, and even the first week of the season, it's, they're not getting ready. It's just sort of, well, let's get back into shape. And the first week is always bad reactions and overreactions and and basketball. And what about the uh, return
1: from injury, guys?
0: Uh, the, the speak yes, the return to injury guys. We've we've mentioned them all in the previews.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One one I've one I completely forgot about that. You know, is good that he's back, and also. It's funny. They should they have a comeback player of the year because everybody's come back injured.
1: Yes. Uh, I agree with that. Kendrick Nunn. He looked yeah, yeah. He's had some good numbers with the Lakers. Austin Reeves, too. Have you noticed that? He's kind of in the rotation now.
0: But you know, Nunn didn't play a minute last year, and he signed that two-year deal, and he was supposed to be, you know, on this this you know, Lakers roster that has no depth and just age. It's the perfect chance, you know, perfect chance for him to get going. And that's why, um, What was his name? Malik Monk got the you know, got that little spark and managed to parlay that into getting to Sacramento with
1: the Kings to go play with his former teammate De'Aaron Fox. Right.
0: So Um, I will
1: say this, the the Kings offense looks really good. Um, Back to the injured guys. Jamal Murray looks the same. He looks like the same in terms of his style, because Murray has this very crazy, like lateral quickness where it's like. Once he's stuck, because you're afraid when you're coming off a really bad knee injury like he had that you might not have that lateral quickness. Murray's got it back. Like it's clear that he needed that entire year off to get it back. And it feels like he's back in his flow. Michael Porter Jr. looks healthy. Fingers crossed that that stays the same. Kawhi Leonard looks like a Fucking shit brick house. Like he just bowls in and he just dunks on everybody. It's amazing that. It, it, is it possible that Kawhi Leonard got stronger?
0: Well, what else are you going to do when you're sitting, sitting at home? Well, he just, looks
1: good. I'll just put it that way. The Clippers look really, the Clippers this look is, very here. This, this is the year for the Clippers. I'll just put it that way. I, I, I said it already. It.
0: And then, you know, we may mention from previews. Um, I'm still, I'm doubling down on this. Okay. Uh, you know, Miami heat. Jamal Cain,
1: he's, <laughs> he's the guy. Well, Darius Days is the one I saw said uh, randomly, and he got cut. So, you know, you know the, we always see these musical chairs with the two ways in the training camp deals, like at the last minute, like these people start, oh, cut this one, pick up this one, cut this one. And you have no idea who's going to be on the team by the time you get to Tuesday. But by the time you get to the beginning of that. Regular season week, you know who's on the team. If you have to finalize the roster, mm-hmm. so yep. yeah, Jamal, Jamal Cain the is Cain. the next yeah.
0: guy. The Heat have always done it; they've had a history of doing it. Mm-hmm. They, 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 uh, they, they all
1: they do this all the time. Now, Marcus Garrett is probably another one who's going to be like in the rotation somehow. Um, there are some teams that are brutal to watch. Like I can't watch the Pacers. I can't watch the Thunder. Uh, uh, the Raptors have been kind of out of it, like a little bit when I watch them. Um by the way um I don't think we talked about this. I think you need to help me with this one. Is the Canadian border vaccine passport thing waived? It is currently expired. So that means that if anybody could go in, they don't ask expired. any questions
0: anymore. There's Well no... Kyrie Irving can
1: now play in uh, in Jurassic Park. Thank God for all of us.
0: <laughs> they they all can Canada finally like the rest of the world gave up. They they were like, yeah, the problem is not people coming in from other countries. The problem it's here yeah and they're like well there's no point of keep, of trying now so
1: yeah and I'm trying to remember anybody else uh, any of the big return from injury guys uh that we didn't mention uh, I'm sure there's others what have you I know you watch the Celtics a lot in your neck of the woods how do they look without Amy Yudoka
0: it's preseason so
1: they had a game where they made like what 23s or something like that
0: they had a game where they went to overtime this is okay. preseason they should just why why do you have overtime you should just say it's a tie <laughs> a tie <laughs> Because yeah, funny. at the end they decide to play hard against the Raptors, and then they went made forced overtime. It's just like, so that's good that no, they're just finish
1: the game. Just get it over with, right? Yeah.
0: And and, and the, the thing about the Celtics is, you know, Missoula—that's the one Tatum wanted to to hire.
1: Oh, so that was his guy. I didn't that know was that. his
0: guy. So okay,
1: that makes sense. Uh, the thing, that, the thing that we didn't talk about, and some people were kind of like uh, getting woke about it, I guess you could call it, was that Missoula also had a charge of spousal abuse in the past. So people were like, "Oh, look at this, look at this double standard. You're just hiring him because his infraction came much earlier than the Udoka's." It's, and also I think what you had predicted when because it was pretty fresh in the news when we talked about it. It does look like is probably not going to come back with the Celtics. And it that does the stories that keep getting leaked are yeah. getting
0: worse and worse. And yeah. It it's the they're just holding him now so he wouldn't go to a different team.
1: Yeah. And tamper. Like say, oh yeah, I know how this team's going to play kind of thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um going back to watchability, um Utah completely like you have to I even for you the the deepest of the NBA they are fan.
1: brutal they are brutal and their jerseys are idiots like I just dude everything about the jazz is almost deliberately unwatchable for real like they're not even ironic league class league pass watchable like like when the thunder were like really bad uh when they decided to start rebuilding and it was like oh yeah it's kind of fun to watch like um, jalen horde get like a bunch of minutes this isn't even fun to watch like this team
0: because it's where oklahoma city was two years ago it's like the only one who possibly has a future is colin sexton and everyone else yeah they're gonna be replaced by first round pick by first round pick by first round pick and you know the same thing with oklahoma city now you where are you gonna get all these people and that which will get to my next point in, in a minute but yeah um Utah completely unwatchable. San Antonio, completely unwatchable. Really bad. Why well, Houston
1: say, is better than I thought because Jalen Green looks good. You you're gonna you're gonna love Tyre
0: Easton. You're gonna wanna watch him and he seems he, to be He seems
1: like a guy who just really he's good at racking up stats. That's what he it looks seems like. to be a
0: spark plug on that team, which again, this is what happens when you have so many picks. Usman Garuba it looks like your place might be gone. So you're a failed first round pick that they traded up for. So yep. that sucks. Um, Charlotte, I think kind of completely unwatchable when, when Lon. When, yeah. When, you
1: told me that. The told ball me that. Out. And I was very surprised because when you have these really young teams like Charlotte is, you would think that they're, exuberant and energetic and that they'll charge up the offense but then remember they just fired their coach for Steve Clifford who's defensively minded and there just seems to be no continuity now Ball's got the the ankle injury Miles Bridges this is complicated but we'll try to I'll try to explain it the best I can his qualifying offer expired and what happened is Charlotte because of his pending legal situation they could have decided Or appeal to the league, hey, can we suspend the qualifying offer until his legal situation and whether or not he's suspended is resolved, and then we can get back to the qualifying offer. Charlotte decided basically they're going to take the risk and decide we're going to pull the qualifying offer because we feel good that even if Bridges winds up settling or taking uh, prison time and he gets suspended for what he did. We can sign him for like the rest of the season and then just take the chance in unrestricted free agency. We can get him back. Like, what did you think about that move?
0: Well, if the qualifying offer is pulled, isn't he just a straight up free agent now?
1: He is, but I think he would have to wait until 23 to sign as unrestricted. I don't think he would be able to go elsewhere. It wasn't pulled, it, it expired. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it
0: expired. This so,
1: is a, well, the thing is, this is a rare situation. Very, very rarely does a player who averaged like 18 points a game have their qualifying offer expire you know it's it, i mean obviously we well, know technically
0: expiring and declining is the same thing declining right is right just about that. we're expiring it early
1: it, but the point is like does this mean he will go elsewhere probably not because i'm not saying he's blackballed but this is a ray rice situation where it's like the team that signs him would have to answer so many questions and it's not even worth the headache from a public relations standpoint so the charlotte's basically deciding you know what we know no team's gonna pick them up. Let's just let it let's just let it ride. But they, yeah,
0: they are completely unwatchable as well. And then as I had mentioned with the um with, with the draft, you we know, with Oklahoma City and Houston, now you have, we'll go into your next point, mm-hmm. this big G League France showcase that NBA TV is showing. 24 which hours,
1: in, which involved. Well, what's what happened is so the G League has Scoot Henderson and Scoot Henderson is the top guard going into the 2023 NBA draft. He had already played in G League Ignite, and this is the second year. Um, it, The results have shown it. I, I don't have his numbers in front of me in G League because I, even I'm not like. Degenerate enough to know what G League stats are But Scoot Henderson's looked really good Victor Webenyama being this Like can't miss prospect Is not like a deep secret Like I watched him in U19 last summer He was the best player on the court With NBA prospects Like when he was playing for France So the French club that he's with They played two exhibition games Against G League Ignite. Webenyama looked Listen, it's a preseason G League game Okay, I get it he looked great. Like, w- what did you think of the highlights when you saw him? It was
0: it was as expected because when I told you I was in vacation in a former French colony, so all my hi- you know, all I had was French basketball Twitter.
1: You were in and an all Montreal? they show
0: were just highlight Twitter highlights of him the whole time. So I'm like, yeah, this is what he does. This is what not a seven foot four person should do.
1: Well, here's the thing: a lot of people thought he was seven two. Uh, Coming out of the under 19, it turned out when they did his measurements, I think he was two inches taller. (laughs) which like which really like blew the minds of the scouts and then his wingspan is even longer than that he's making threes in these games that we're that we're watching I already knew how good defensively he was because I like I said I watched that I watched that high school competition tournament uh, USA basketball thing and he was just blocking everything so I was like God, this dude he's the total package like now do you think that will accelerate any kind of tanking strategies is the fear that Adam Silver has even he had yeah, to kind of pony up and admit uh i know this guy's a top prospect but please you know guys please don't tank please don't tank. <laughs> like do you think anyone's changed their minds in terms of front offices
0: well there's nothing you can do because they don't need to tank they're just we've mentioned with the bottom they're just not good at all so the bottom's so
1: low like how much lower can you go oh, well
0: you could tank well okay guess what we've you know, flatten We're the lottery. There,
1: get back get in the back of the line.
0: <laughs> so that's why I said it'll be hilarious when you have a Patrick Ewing like situation. So somebody like the Washington Wizards will get him, who are like, you know, the the seventh lowest pick or he'll mm-hmm. go to like Sacramento or, you know, well let me somebody. ask you
1: this. So when we get to the lottery time, which is usually around the time of the conference finals on ESPN. Do you think this is going to be one of those event television situations? Like when Zion in 19, and I'm trying to remember some other ones where it was like, oh my God, they're going to get a superstar. Like, do you feel like it's going to be that kind of anticipation for this lottery coming up?
0: Of course it will, because then you'll have that, and then you'll but have... you get Oklahoma. number
1: two, you get Scoot. Scoot's really good, too.
0: Yeah, but you'll still probably try to have a godfather offer for the number one pick. And
1: but then at just... number three, it'll be kind of like 03, where you had LeBron... He had Darko at number two You know okay but then the best College player was Melo and he went number Three like I can see a situation like that With this one where the best college Player winds up number three at best You know well it was like
0: The you know you could say the Durant or Odin one Who was number three that year
1: Um who are you testing Me or yes Hmm uh well I Want to say Conley because I want to but I want to say Conley Was number four was it Al Horford
0: it was Al Hortford, okay, and then Connelly Hort- was four.
1: So that was the,
0: you know, well, it's the big drop-off because, he yeah, has a two-person draft. So if you get number three, yeah, we got Al Hortford, but, yeah, we didn't win the, on the two, the top two guys. So first we'll talk about Victor, and then the crappy teams who have already built everything – how can he? Number one, let's just in quick scenarios. We'll revisit this on draft preview time. Yeah. How can he fit in Oklahoma City with
1: Chet? Uh, Chet plays defense. Victor plays offense. But
0: that's any you could bring in any big man to just play down low, and he'll score fifty points.
1: You try to make this out, Adam, like the Thunder have a plan. <laughs> like okay.
0: They, he, Orlando gets the first round pick twice. They already have seven people who are over six ten on their roster.
1: I know. Now this is a situation where like some of those people like Mobamba and Jonathan Mo Bamba Isaac they was, might be they might not be there next year.
0: Mobamba was I wasn't he he was a top 10 pick. Jonathan Isaac was a number 6 pick. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, Houston, you put all your money in Jabari Smith and you have uh, we've mentioned Garuba and then you, uh, Oklahoma City got um power forward this year. So yep. what's the point?
1: My only Uh, thing – my only guess is just enough bites at the apple until you get a good one.
0: It's just like a Philly. Oh, you know, we got Nerland's Noel. Okay, we got Jaleel Okafor. Okay, we got Embiid. Then what happened to these – you just wasted two years of top picks. You could have gotten You just keep
1: matching on to whoever you have is best available until you get the one that actually winds up being a star, I guess, is the – is the point on that one. Like there's a, I mean, we could fantasy book that one all the time about like which team would fit best for Webb and Yama. But like, I'm sure a lot of these GMs are already dreaming about it. I think Houston, he would be, he would fit great. Like, but I, I mean that, that would, that that's pie in the sky. We're not there yet. So (laughs) that's the first
0: part of it. It's just these bad teams. Yeah. You've already, you, you're telling me you just wasted all this pick, you wasted all this development on this guy you traded future picks for, and then you're just dumping him a year later and because I'll, you to, have to tell you this
1: too, Adam, and, the, and we'll, uh, we'll get to the second part, but to finish the first part of what you're saying with the tanking, I'll tell you who's excited about and Yama being so good. These teams in the middle that were kind of thinking, man, I think we might be able to scratch out 45 wins. They're now looking at these bottom teams going closer to the bottom because they don't want to be good, and they're probably thinking to themselves man, we could probably get to 50, you know? Like, we could probably beat the – we could get on a winning streak if we get lucky enough and we play enough bad teams, like, in a row in the month of December, January, and February, you know? Well,
0: the post-trade deadline will be most very interesting to see who's going to start the tanking process. And a lot of gonna... shedding.
1: And I do think there'll be a team that we think will be a playoff team that will get in on it. I do believe that, too.
0: Well, to be fair, you could be the – 10 you could be the lowest team in the you know the play in game and still be in the lottery so right true that should be that should be kind of fixed like they should be if you make the play in tournament so you, you should So you gonna out be the, of it.
1: so you could be the Charlotte Hornets is what you're trying to say <laughs>
0: That, that, that's kind of what I think will happen is we're just going to shelve Lamello if he's still hobbling and someone, in, yeah, we're just going to shelve him and we're going to go to the what bottom. Was the, um,
1: what was the second part of the, of the web Yama talk that you wanted to bring you up had
0: mentioned, you know, this G league showcase and why are they showing the G league? You are very deep in basketball as we've previously mentioned. Right. Um, Did you know anybody from the G league last year?
1: N- not really. I remember looking up their, their first team, and I was like, I barely remember any of those guys. Like,
0: did you know anything about Dyson Daniels before no, he the was only drafted? No,
1: the only thing I knew is that Jared Jack was, like, playing randomly in, on some of the squads and coaching at the same time. I knew that part.
0: So, you knew nothing about Marjan BoCamp.
1: No, you? no. Oh, you're talking about the Ignite stuff. no yeah, Ignite. I Ignite. Yeah, this pay- is... I know they have these people that are sort of on the the wire like Sam Vecini and people like that who really follow – the G League Ignite guys and like the way that Scoot played and the way how Dyson Daniels and Jaden Hardy played I didn't really keep close track of it
0: but no but the average you know you're just back to the casual fan does not have any idea so the NBA paid you know 500 to a thousand to a million for these kids to go there and nobody knows who they are you're getting people who aren't even being drafted from there two years in
1: yeah, and how much hype do they have in preseason? Like Marjan Bochamp, how many people are talking about him in Milwaukee? Who's talking about Jaden Hardy in Dallas? He, they've had moments, but like nobody's watching him thinking, God, I'm so excited about these kids. Scoot's different because Scoot's legitimately like high level, and you could see it the moment he started playing. That's he is high level, but you
0: have these people, you know, If you, oh, well, I remember him from the NCAA tournament. He was great at Baylor because I got to watch him. I saw him against. This is just yeah. I'm watching him against other G League players. Nobody, you know, uh, the main team up here, they're on, but nobody watches them. They're not. Yeah, and also remember, cares. they
1: didn't they have a didn't they have shortened uh, seasons twice because of COVID and Omicron? So they, they they saw a lot of these games were basically played in empty gyms, you know. So nobody really watched unless you. And also they have a separate revenue deal with like, I think it's ESPN two and CBS sports network and, and NBA TV. Like no one's watching, no no offense to those networks. I love watching NBA TV, but like no one's watching those things. You know, you have the
0: G league showcase. you know, the G league match of the week in front of 35 people. We have, you know, again, you said Jaden Hardy, nobody remembers him, but Kennedy Chandler one pick later from Tennessee. I remember him. I remember him in that, you know, the Kentucky matchup. I remember him. It, it's completely different perspective. And now with the, the name and imaging licensing deals where you get more for basically going to college.
1: Yeah. I, did you see that funny? comment from Drew Timmy? I, I don't think we'll ever say Drew Timmy's name on an NBA roster. But you, did you read that thing where he basically said, yeah, I mean, more money staying at Gonzaga? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Basically. So, okay. I know we've completely bounced around in this
1: epilogue. Yeah. I so do have one topic. Prediction- I I do have one topic I want to bring in, and that's the extension talk. So the guys that did get locked in, and it was obvious, Zion Williamson, John Morant, R.J. Barrett's got dangled out there because of the Donovan Mitchell fantasy trade the Knicks were trying to pull off when they realized they weren't going to do it. They gave Barrett the contract. Garland got one. That wasn't shocking. Let me give you a couple ones who didn't get it yet, but you tell me whether, you give me a chance of how much, like, like, what's the best chance of them getting it? DeAndre Hunter with the Hawks. None okay, Cam Johnson with the Suns. This is interesting because Jay Crowder is on the trading block,
0: but he they still haven't gotten rid of him. And I don't think Phoenix is in complete disarray, yeah. They're they're kind of a mess right now from the top down, so they still don't
1: have an owner yet or a new owner yet. Robert Sauber just hired some propriety to like basically put the sale together. So that's the
0: thing who. is you know, you're trading you're trading the Jay Crowder defense for the cam Johnson offense. And it's like, okay, you have a very old Chris Paul. Who's not the lockdown defender. He was, you have Devin Booker who never plays defense. Mm -hmm. You're putting cam Johnson in. Who's very bad at defense. Like, okay, your window might be shutting a So lot are So you're saying
1: an extension won't happen? Before. I'm saying it's possible, but they have more issues than that. P.J. Washington, I would say no. I don't think it's going to happen. Tyler Heroes, I think we both predicted it was going to happen. It wound up happening, but he didn't get rookie max. He got four years and 120, which is nothing to sniff at. But they kind of got him on a discount again. He got a discount, got it again. Because he's
0: just a six man.
1: Well, not only he, that, he had a really bad postseason. I think they used that in the, as a negotiation ploy. In the yeah, United the Center.
0: postseason, you have the look. You're not a starter. You're not getting started. I could be a starter. No, we don't want you as a starter. You're not good enough to be a starter.
1: You're the energy spurt guy. So the, he well, said, "Okay, if you're not going to if you're not going to make me a starter, pay me. Pay me to be. Yeah. A, pay me to be like a a contributor." And they did. Um, Brandon Clark, I don't see it. Um, I can see him having a great year. I really like that Grizzlies team. I was watching them a week ago and they just god damn it they're good. Like they're young but they got guys who can score. Like I feel really good about Memphis. Jordan Poole, I think that's going to get done. Like I think they're going to get that wrapped up if them. it
0: hasn't done by the time this drops it. Right. He, and Kevin him. Porter
1: is like on the fence. Like I can see used in talking themselves into it where they say yeah no. then
0: then they'll talk themselves into it and then they get the number two pick so they're getting scoot henderson and and then well, they have to trade por <laughs> yeah basically that's it so
1: but um, those, those are the extension ones like i mean we talked about the veteran extension ones did any of them kind of like give you like a like a curly eyebrow like why did they do that you know
0: um they're whatever The the salaries, I think they're just sort of overpaying people in expectation of that new TV deal. The
1: big big blow up. So then they're all going to be because like, look at Draymond Green's play. People like, well, well, of course, Draymond Green's going to opt in. It's twenty five million. Adam, what is twenty five million in about two years? It's like it's not it's it's above the mid level for sure, but it's not like the end all be all. I mean, Nikola Jokic's final year is in the 60s.
0: Yeah, he can opt into his 25, but he does. Next year, I can easily see him starting at 15. Correct. So like, you might want to, you know, the year after it. So you might want to get in now and get that, you know, 480 while you can. Okay. So but.
1: so now we're in that, we're in the tunnel. We're almost at the light. It's now or never, cannot blink anymore. You're talking about I any kind of predictions where we have second thoughts and we're going to say now we're not going to. I, I changed my mind on that. Is that where you were going?
0: Yes, that was the any any changes to your predictions. I believe you said you had one.
1: Yeah. Other I have, than Brooklyn. Um, yeah, and it's a homer one. I already made an allusion to it, but I'll just say it. I think the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be really good. Like their offense is ridiculously good right now with Ingram and McCollum. Zion looks lean. He looks motivated. I wonder why, <laughs> but he they look good. I'll just put it that way. I'm I'm very like um I'm very bullish on the Pelicans and also like we already talked about like I just don't like the Nets. Like I just don't someone in the East has to get brought down a peg and I think it's going to be Brooklyn. That's all.
0: It is and then if Brooklyn starts off slow, I could see Steve Nash being the first to go. That's um,
1: quite possible. I I, I
0: I still I'm sticking with my prediction on that, but Okay. I, I think with the dysfunction, I think they could just say, All right, we're gonna make a change and that is don't for you know, and if Ime was free, they could have been like, Well, he was the assistant coach here, we could bring him in. Ah, uh, well, that's why you, you hear the reports that other teams are already doing their scouting on on him for when he does get released. Um, so but, yeah, that would be that. Like I said, Nick Claxton could easily bump up. I'm still sticking with my picks. Bagley with his ugly-looking injury. Yeah, that
1: was very recent. When Bagley, we, um, Bagley slipped trying to do something, and it looked hideous. You know. Yeah,
0: by the time this drops, we'll know whether it was just a sprain where he's out for, like, a month or it's an ACL for the year. But right. either way, I think that damages my prediction, so I'll move that to Claxton, but I still like my my picks for that. I, I kind of like my picks for everything,
1: Um. And, and it's hard to change our minds, Adam, because we talked about this. We like a lot of the teams at the top of the both conferences. Like there's there's teams that we like. We we talked about the the Clippers and Denver and, um, the 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 Warriors, obviously having won the title. The Suns are the Suns. Their stock is low right now, but it could rise immediately if they get off to a hot start again. Uh, Memphis, and then in the East, you got. Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, I really like. Miami, like, e- Cleveland has looked good. Like, I don't, I know they haven't, I think they've lost all their preseason games, but, like, when I watch Mitchell and Garland together, it does work, in my opinion.
0: All right, so, tip-off is here. We have the season. Yeah. This is all done. We will see how badly we predicted, and then we'll enjoy I nice. Think,
1: I think we're pretty much on target this time. I think we actually got it right this time.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, we'll find out. So for Andrew Reish, I'm Adam Murray.
1: Have a good one. Later.